0: GM, GM, welcome to Web3 Academy, your one trusted source to capitalize on the next big phase of the internet. Don't get caught in the hype cycle. I'm Jaybird, joined by my co-host Kyle Reedhead, and we believe that self-custody is going to change the world. That's why we're carving a path for doers to confidently build and invest in Web3. Friends, today we are
1: building off the story that we spoke about on the roll-up last week about Ledger, but we're not going to talk about the technicalities for the most part of Ledger again, like we did on the roll-up. Instead, we're going to talk about self-custody and the fact that most people don't give a shit about self-custody and what this means. And look, I give a shit about self-custody. It is the sole reason why I'm in this space. But I think a lot of people are in this space for many different reasons, and that's causing a lot of confusion, a lot of hysteria and a lot of the problems that we're seeing right now. And so we wanted to have this discussion to help let people wrap their heads around why everything is always such a big deal in this space, right? Like you do one little thing and all of a sudden you have this corner of Twitter that's just losing their minds. And why does that keep happening? What's going on here? And that's what we're going to break down. And hopefully this allows us all to just zoom out and see what's happening in this space, why there's all this confusion. And then maybe... Maybe, probably not, but maybe, Jay,
0: we can all just get along. What do you think? (laughs) It's tough to get along when you're in a revolution, you know, because there's a battle. Global communities is very tough, right? (laughs) They're huge, they're at scale, it's tough. But we're not just here for the few million people that are here right now. We're here for the billions of people that will be coming in. And that's a big part of this conversation too. Lots to break down. This is going to be a good one. There's hysteria involved in this story. There's confusion involved in this story. There's one of the biggest Web3 companies, Ledger. Everybody's darling. Maybe not anymore. There's lots to break down. And we hope that this will enable everyone to see the forest through the trees and focus on what really matters as we look to onboard the whole world to Web3 and the blockchain.
1: Perfect. Now, before we get into it, let's take a second just to hear from our wonderful, wonderful sponsors. The future of social media is here and that future lives in Web3 on top of Lens Protocol. Web2 social platforms are broken and ripe for disruption. You see, the epicenter of social media is the creators and yet they are the most neglected. Web2 platforms like Facebook, TikTok, and Instagram are all essentially robbing creators of their worth. Creators are a new type of entrepreneur, forming new types of businesses. Yet with Web2 platforms, creators don't own their content or their profiles, and that's their product and business. Instead, they are tied to the platforms they choose to create on. Well, just like how crypto is freeing us from banks, Web3 is freeing us from these centralized platforms. On Lens Protocol, creators own their content, own their profile, and even their social graph and followers in the form of NFTs. This allows you to move freely from one social application to another with your content, profile, and followers moving along with you. Lens protocol enables self-sovereignty for your social graph and interoperability across the internet. At Web3 Academy, we believe this is the future of social and that's why we've partnered with Lens to ensure that the path of social media is heading in the right direction. Visit lens.xyz to learn more today. What if I told you that industry pioneers from flagship Web3 brands such as Consensus, Polygon, Binance, Unstoppable Domains, Ledger, and Uniswap will all meet up in one place this summer. You don't want to miss this. I'm talking about the epic Web3 conference taking place in beautiful Lisbon on the 9th of June with over 20 curated talks, speed consultations with Web3 experts, networking sessions with investors, and even the opportunity to raise funds. This conference has it all and you'll get the tools you need to succeed in this industry. Plus, we at Web3 Academy will attend and host a community meetup with you and the other smart community before the main event. So come along, meet us, network, and start building alongside leading Web3 innovators. We can't wait to meet you. Remember, Lisbon, Portugal, 9th of June. We've got a 15% discount for you, but ticket prices go up every few days. So get your tickets today by using the link in the show notes. Enter the promo code WEB3ACADEMY15 to secure your spot. Or if you become a pro member, you can get an even bigger discount. So go pro today. And we'll see you in Lisbon, Portugal on the 9th of June at the Epic Web3 Conference.
0: Okay, welcome back. If you listened to the roll-up last week, you know that Ledger launched a new product, a new feature called Ledger Recover. Now, one of the hardest things about onboarding into Web3 and taking custody of your assets is the management of your seed phrase. This is a massive UX nightmare for new people. My mom does not want to manage a seed phrase. My siblings do not want to manage a seed phrase. I'm sure you feel the same with many people that you know. So Ledger launched a product to solve that called Ledger Recover. What is Ledger Recover? Ledger Recover is a subscription-based product that you can opt into. You do not have to. You can choose to opt into it. And when you opt in, You pay $9.99 per month, and what Ledger will do is they will shard, split your private key, your seed phrase into three different segments. They will encrypt each one of those segments, and those segments will be held by a trusted custodian, okay? Which actually seems to me like a very good way to have self-custody. Now, it might not be the most furthest version of self-custody. There's a lot of gray in self-custody, okay? This might not be the Fort Knox of self-custody, but I'd say it's a improvement from the current version of self-custody and the current security that a lot of people have with their seed phrase. I don't know about you, Kai, but I've heard lots of people who manage their seed phrases in ways that I'm like, whoa, that is not the most secure way you should be managing your seed phrase. So, In my mind, hats off to Ledger for presenting what I believe is a better way, especially for the new people who don't understand this, but there was hysteria, there was mania, there was chaos. Kai, I'm not as deep in Twitter as you are. What was going on in the battlefields of Crypto Twitter last week? that led to all of this hysteria and confusion.
1: The big confusion and the big hysteria was around the fact that people didn't understand that it was possible for your seed phrase to leave the device. And so when people learned that this was possible, people got all up in arms and were really upset because they thought this wasn't possible. It turns out it is possible. Now the good news is, and what I think people are kind of missing the point on is that you have to consent and approve it on your device for this to happen, right? Ledger can't just take the seed phrase anytime they want. It has to be approved on the device. The same as like, if you want to send a transaction, right? Someone can ask to send a transaction. That's what you do when you connect your wallet, but it doesn't send unless you actually approve it on the device. Same sort of idea here, same concept. So one, people are not really wrapping their heads around the fact that you just have to consent to it. People are more worried about like that it's even possible, which I get it. It's a cause for concern, but ultimately you have to actually consent. Okay, so you have your self-custody. The security around that, here's the part that I think people are not really grasping is our seed phrases leave our device all the time, right? When you back up your seed phrase, there's many different ways to do it. You just explained one. This is a new one. But when you back up your own seed phrase by writing it down on a piece of paper, you have just taken your seed phrase off the device and put it onto a piece of paper, right? Or maybe you put it into, I don't know, a, a password application, whatever, you've removed it from there. The difference here. There is no difference. It's just the fact that it can be done in different ways. Okay. So you always have been removing your seed phrase from your device. And putting on a piece of paper is not necessarily any better than encrypting it, putting it into three shards and having other people hold on to it, right? Now, people are up in arms again, and you can think about it because we want self-custody. At least when I put in a piece of paper, I self-custody it. Okay. What they're saying is what Ledger is saying is, well, it's easier to just click a button, pay $9.99, and now. Not only will we take your seed phrase, but we'll shard it into three, we'll encrypt it, and then we'll give it up to three others. And those shards don't work unless they have at least two of them together, right? So it's very difficult to hack into, whereas someone could break into your house and steal your piece of paper, or you might lose it or whatever, right? So look, there's ranges of security here, just like there is in the normal world, right? If I have, you know, a dollar, I'll just put it in my pocket and walk around with it, not that big of a deal. If I have $10 million in cash, well, I probably want to put it somewhere like a vault. If I have $100 million in cash, I might not want to put it in a vault in my house in a typical city. I might want to either put it in a bank if I trust them or in a some sort of private vault. If I have a $10 billion in gold, I might not want to put it in a bank either. I might not even trust my country to onto it. I might want to dig a hole, get you know armed <laughs> guards and put it in a cave or something like might want to do that, which people do. These things are all over like the Swiss Alps and other other mountains. People actually do this. So there's levels of security. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, the thing that I think people can't seem to grasp in this space, the people that are really, really losing their minds on this, one thing, I think they just didn't quite understand it. I don't think they realized they had to opt in for this to actually happen. Mm -hmm. But the second thing I think and where they're kind of losing, I guess, let's say they're missing the forest for the trees is that You don't need Fort Knox type security to participate in Web3. If you have, like I said, $10 billion stored in crypto assets, okay, I understand it. You might not want to opt into that. You might not even want to use Ledger. You might want to build your own computer and build your own software and store it on that so that you don't even have to trust anyone at all. I get that. A lot of OGs in the space who are very like, they don't trust the governments. They don't trust companies, which I get completely. I don't trust them either. And so... They want to remove all trust, 100% of it, which is fine. That is great. For those that are here to make generational wealth and store the generational wealth, you're right. You should not use Ledger. It is not a good product for you. But that's not to say it's not a good product. Not every product mm-hmm. is built for every single person, right? Mm-hmm. I wear a large T-shirt. You might wear a small T-shirt because you're smaller than me. That's okay. Am I mad that there's small T-shirts in this world? No, it's completely fine. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like different things for different people. And, <laughs> I don't know why that's the first thing that came up. But in all seriousness, when we're thinking about Web3, the reason why I think there's so much confusion here is there are a lot of people in this space and using blockchain for many different reasons. There are a lot of people I speak to that understand Web3, or they don't even call it Web3. They understand blockchain as a means to separate money from the state. And that's it. Especially your like Bitcoin maxis, people that have been in the space since 2010 they don't think about what we do on Ethereum. They don't think about having your social media as content as an NFT and your account as an NFT and you know accessing communities from NFTs and having social tokens and all the fun things that we do that are revolutionizing the internet. They think about revolutionizing money. And when you revolutionize money, you need maximum decentralization, maximum security. Okay. So you got to understand that that's their world. They don't see this other world, right? Where this other world is, sometimes you just need a little bit of ETH, $10 worth. You might want your VCon ticket on there because you're going to the event this weekend or this past weekend. And you might want a pro NFT that is sold down that can't even get stolen from your wallet because it allows you to get in our Discord to chat with Jay and I. These are just experiences on the internet. Or maybe it allows you to unlock your favorite Adidas shoe. There is an internet revolution happening and there is a money revolution happening. Very, very different people, very, very different needs for those people. And so Mm -hmm. what I'm trying to explain here is that you don't need 100% trustless decentralization, maximum security for your assets if you're doing the side of the spectrum that is like I'm playing around with some stuff in Web3, right? Now, you still want self-custody, and we'll get to that in just a second, but you don't need the Fort Knox security for that. Just like you don't if you have $10, you can put it in your pocket. That's fine for you, right? And so I think what's happening is there's people in the space for different reasons at different spectrums of what they're doing, whether it's for money, it's for like finance, or it's for just like gaming, or it's for whatever else we do in the internet, this weird stuff. And they need different services and different products. And Ledger is trying to offer different products for different people, which is great, right? Like you said, Jay, in the beginning, our parents and our friends who don't know about this stuff they're not going to do the Fort Knox of security. Just never. They just won't do it. Okay. And that's okay that they won't do it. That's just not what they care about. But you know what? I care about my friends and family and I want to make sure they at least have decentralized assets. Assets that are outside of the government, outside of the Fed, because if they inflate those currencies away, which I believe they will, I would like to make sure they have a safety net, right? I also want them to be able to participate in Web3 and do fun things, et cetera, et cetera. Now, They can't do that if they have to build their own computer and write their own operating system to store these assets. They can't do that if they have to have a ledger or a treasure that they have to write down these seed phrases and put in a vault. They're just not going to do those things. And so ledger is building products for the other end of the spectrum, which is great. You know what I mean? At least they have self-custody. At least they are out of the system. At least they are using assets that are either money or it's an NFT for community access, whatever that they can custody themselves. Now, is the security perfect? No, but it's pretty damn good and much better than what most people are currently doing. And so I think these are services and products that are needed for a subgroup of people. And that subgroup, in my opinion, just happens to be very, very, very large. Any other (laughs) thoughts on that, Jay, or what do you think?
0: Yeah, I think great job of breaking down, there is different user personas. And when you have different user personas, they have different needs. And they also have different levels of security, different levels of trust that they're willing to accept, and different levels of self-custody that they want to achieve. And I think that's something that's really important for everybody to grasp is those of us that are in Web3 right now we value the ethos of web three. That is why we're in the space. We value decentralization. We value self-custody. We value trustlessness. We value composability and interoperability. Those who are not in the space, they don't value those things yet. Now they might value those things if we educate them and teach them. And that's why you and I do what we do every day, Kai, because we want to teach more people about self-custody. We wanna teach more people about trustless software and trustless technology because most people don't even know what the fuck trustless means, right? (laughs) Now, what I find so interesting about this is here's the big signal that happened to me when this all went down. People in this space really care about Ledger. That was the big signal to me. People don't get heated when something happens about a company that they don't use or they don't care about, right? But people care about Ledger because Ledger is... They're a leader in the space most of us use ledger as our hardware wallets ledger has been sponsors of most major events most major podcasts we've had them on our podcast so we all have a lot of trust in ledger we all have a social trust in ledger that they are doing what is right for us and doing what is right for the space moving forward and quite frankly, did not do the greatest job of communicating this new product launch, which they have said and they have learned from and hopefully will do better in the future. But when they announced this and people were surprised by this announcement because they didn't understand it, as you said, Kai didn't take the time to understand it. They just freaked out and said, whoa, I trusted Ledger and now you're telling me something that goes against the trust that I put in you And that led to this big freak out, which to me, again, I actually really think this is a good thing for Ledger. This shows how much people in the space care about Ledger, which to me, again, good signal.
1: Yeah. And I think we should clarify one thing. So a lot of people listening to this, especially if they've been around for a long time, they're like, okay, these guys don't get it. If it's not fully decentralized, if it's not fully trustless, if you don't have self-custody, then it's not Web3. It's just Web2 dressed up like Web3. Which is true to the extent. So the one thing that all of these have in common, whether you are a maxi over here on the money side and you don't care about Ethereum and Web3 and revolutionizing the internet, or you're on this side where you're like, yeah, I want to revolutionize the internet. I want to make sure that we store our own data and companies don't store our data, et cetera. And like, maybe the money thing doesn't matter, or maybe you're in between and you like both. The thing we all have in common is self-custody, right? Because self-custody means that the bank, the company, The whoever can't rug you, right? They can't take it away from you. And so, again, whether you're using a hardware wallet, whatever you're using, that's the key thing. That is the ethos of this entire space. So Celsius, for example, we had to trust them. And they could rug us. They did rug us, right? Mm -hmm. FTX, they rugged us. They had the ability to. The thing to understand with Ledger is... They don't have the ability to rug us. You have to consent for it in order for them to rug us, right? And even the thing you're consenting for, they can't rug. Someone might be able to hack it, but that's different than rugging. They can't just decide that they can take that seat brace. It's not possible, right? So it is what we like to call unruggable technology. That's the idea. So again, it's not perfect, but it's better than zero, and right now, you understand that 99.9% of the world is on zero self-custody, 0%. All of their data is being custodied by someone else. Everything they do on the internet is being custodied by someone else. All of their money is being custodied by a bank. So they are zero, which means they're very, very vulnerable. Now, those that were yelling and screaming are probably on the other side of it, 100% self-custody. Okay? They are on the very, very other, other spectrum, except I would argue that they are also hypocrites because they're arguing and yelling on Twitter which means that currently they are not custodying their data and their content, right? So they're actually giving up. And I guarantee all those people have banks and credit cards and all the other things, right? So they are not perfect either, okay? And I actually bet a lot of them probably were using things like FTX, et cetera. Now, what I'm getting at is when we onboard the next billion, two billion, three billion, five billion people into this space, yes, we want them all to get self custody, whether they know it or they don't know it. I don't really care. I just want to make sure that they have it, right? People on Reddit that have these Reddit avatars are self custodying their Reddit avatars. They don't even know it. Those playing in Starbucks on Odyssey are self-custodying their own points or rewards, whatever you want to call them, and they don't even know it. If Starbucks went down, yes, those things would probably not worth anything because they're tied to a brand, but they still own those assets. So you carry that forward to anything on the internet, that's very valuable. But these people don't even know it. Now, those they're self-custodying, right? Now, is the security for them perfect? All these things like, no, it's definitely not. But at least they self custody, So at least those assets in their data is theirs, right? So the big thing I think this industry needs to wrap their head around is there is a spectrum. And if we are going to get people to onboard into the space, we are not going to succeed if we take them from zero to 100, because people won't cross that line. They won't do it. And The Bitcoiners of this world always say this gradually and then suddenly. That's what we need to do for adoption. And when I say adoption, I don't mean a bunch of people using JPEGs, blah, blah. Adoption to me is self-custody. I care about self-custody. That's it, right? Every time I do a presentation or a talk somewhere, all I do is talk about how the internet is changing, money is changing because of self-custody. That is the number one feature and the only thing that matters. Self-custody is what gives us interoperability okay? Self-custody is what gives us digital ownership and digital rights. It's all about self-custody, but the security around that self-custody is not always going to be 100%. And so we need to bring people from zero to 50 or even 25, right? Which is what Reddit is doing, let's say, though Reddit is still pretty good. You still self-custody, right? But you get them there. And that's great. Imagine we can get everyone in the world to be at 50% security of their self-custody and all their money is there and all their internet data is there that would be a massive success. They're not at 100, but they're 50, 50% of security around their own self-custody. They still self-custody. It's the security around that, which is the spectrum, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what matters. So this is the thing that I think people can't necessarily wrap their head around yet and is the problem because the more we yell and scream about these new features that aren't perfect security, the more we scare people away and we stifle innovation. Mm-hmm. I don't think Ledger is going to get canceled I think they're going to be completely fine. But imagine that these people were so loud that they actually ran Ledger out of business. And so now, we don't have an option for the 6 billion, no, 8 billion people in the world who don't know or care about self-custody, right? They don't have an option now. What are we going to do? Keep stopping that innovation and keep not allowing them to come in because it's not fully perfect? Mm -hmm. That makes no sense. That's not how this stuff works, right? And so people got to zoom out and they need to get out of their own way, I guess. Adoption of this stuff is really good. And look, a lot of these people are in it for money. It's really good for their bags. <laughs> you know what I mean? Look, if a lot of people come in at 50% security for the self-custody, this industry, 100Xs, which means we can get the innovation around the technology to make 100% security very easy, right? But we're not there yet. The tech stack is not there. Ledger is doing a great job at at building multiple products for multiple levels. That's perfect. But then you also see these people yelling and going, well, Ledger also stores your data on centralized servers. And and like, so when you buy a Ledger, they might leak that information and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, guys, we haven't solved every problem yet, right? This stuff is still new. Mm-hmm. Give it time. At least they're solving self-custody, which is the number one thing. Sure, we still have to buy them with a credit card and they're going to store that data in their server, but so is everything else you bought right? Every time you go on Amazon, every time you go to the grocery store, like you're doing this on everything else. So like the one thing that is actually helping this space, the one thing that's actually helping your big mission of self-custody and, and all this stuff, you're going to cry and yell and make people not buy that, but you're going to let them go to Amazon and buy a t-shirt, but not self-custody their data in that. Like you got it backwards. Support mm-hmm. the one thing that is literally supporting the one thing you care about that's the thing that people can't seem to wrap their head around. And it just blows my mind. There's
0: a choice that we all have with any new technology, with any revolution, with the creation of any new form of money or the internet is we have to choose adoption and we have to choose this perfect principle value ethos based mindset, right? And we cannot have adoption if we angle towards this principle values to the end over adoption above all else. If that was the case, then most, a lot of people would not accept using your credit card to buy things in Web3. But we need that. That is a very simple thing that we all have to accept. We need MoonPay. We need simple ways to purchase digital products, which you Now, own, and by owning digital products, you can experience self-custody. You can experience interoperability. And by experiencing those things, you start to learn about those things. And then you go further down the spectrum, further down the path towards the level that you are comfortable with. And not everybody is comfortable in the beginning. And these people that are yelling
1: and screaming got to understand that when they got into Bitcoin 10 years ago... The only way that they held that Bitcoin was a centralized exchange. They only used centralized ways because the technology wasn't there, right? And so they used Mt. Gox. Now, they got screwed on that, so that sucks. Again, that's fully centralized. There was zero self-custody there. They were on zero of the spectrum, right? And that sucks, and we're not supporting that. What Ledger's doing is not zero on the spectrum. It is still self-custody, just not 100% on the spectrum of security around that self-custody, Right? It is a big, 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 massive difference versus what FTX is and Mt. Gox was. But again, just like Bitcoiners, you used to just have to use that because that was the best thing. And th- that UX was terrible. You had to like call or email someone in Japan and then send them, money. like wild. Okay, wild what they went through. But you got to understand, you really care about this stuff. Most people, they'll never care about this stuff. And so they're not going to go through those things. They're not going to go through those hoops like you went through. And like, look, me, I care about this stuff. Am I going to use Ledger Recover? No, probably not. Okay? Actually, definitely not. Because I understand how to self-custody at not even 100%. I don't know how to build my own computer and write my own code. But let's say 75%, right? I know how to write it down on a seed phrase, on a piece of paper Sorry, and put it in a vault. I definitely do that. Okay? Now, my parents think I'm weird because I have a bunch of pieces of paper stored in a vault in a basement. But hey, is what it is, right? My parents aren't going to do that. So... I would do that. But you know what? I won't use Recover, but I will recommend it for a lot of people 100%. Because if my dad has a bunch of savings, my dad actually has some Bitcoin. Now I self custody it for him. But if he had to self custody himself, I wouldn't want him to put it on, you know, Coinbase or Binance or something. I'd want him to put it on a ledger. But I don't want him to hold a piece of paper somewhere because he's going to lose it because he's 75 and he forgets everything, right? He won't know where that thing went. So I would much rather have it encrypted and sharded and have some other people hold it for him. Do you know what I mean? So like sure. gives and takes for certain people and that's okay. That's fine because yeah. it gradually moves them along.
0: Yeah. I think that there's a lot of people who went through a lot of challenge to get where we are here. As you said, you know, Kai, for yourself, you believe in self-custody partly because you got rugged by Facebook. What? 5 years ago or something like that. You had a business, you built a business on Facebook and one day you woke up and it was completely robbed from you. So, that experience makes Fucking you mark. <laughs> That experience makes you care more about self custody, right? And we're not saying that everybody shouldn't care about self custody. We believe as you said, Kai We believe in teaching the world about self-custody. We believe in self-sovereignty. We believe in teaching everybody about the opportunity that blockchain enables. But we also believe in adoption. And we also know that you have to walk before you can run. And you can't expect the 99% of the world that is not currently in this space to all of a sudden jump in and take all these hoops and these steps because we say that crypto's great and everybody should do it no they need simple ways to get in and ledger is doing that and i think that's what's impressive now one more thing i just want to add here is there's also a lot of people that have been saying well why didn't you just make a new product ledger like why release this on our existing hardware with this firmware update well why don't you just say okay There's this new product over here that's for the newbies. And that's the one that we're going to release Ledger Recover on versus my existing Ledger will never have this. Here's the thing. I think this is a moment where we all didn't understand the tech. We all have to look ourselves in the mirror and say, oh shit, I'm not as smart as I thought I was. And we did not understand how hardware wallets actually work. And the way I'm not going to get into it, There's a bunch of podcasts, a great podcast on Bankless that actually has a great diagram if you watch it on YouTube that breaks down the way a hardware wallet works. But here's the truth. We just learned the way hardware wallets work. Ledger taught us something that we didn't really quite understand. And it took this moment for us all to understand it. So we actually don't need these two separate products, one that is for the newbies and one that's not because it doesn't make any difference. I just want to say one thing. To those that were screaming and yelling, I think it's great that they are trying to protect us from
1: custodial services. right? I think they are right in doing such a thing. We need to fight because I mean, look at how many people lost money in FTX, Celsius, Voyager, Mm -hmm. et cetera. This is the problem in banks and et cetera. This is the problem with custodial services. I get that. They are right to question but the thing is, like you just said, they need to actually learn because a lot of them are yelling and don't understand what's going on. If Ledger actually was just like, hey, pay $9.99 and we will custody your assets for you, right, or we will literally upload your seed phrase to like pass camp and custody that for you or put it in our own database, in a centralized database, that would be very bad. And that deserves hate and canceling right? Because that is just web two. That is not what we want to see. This is different, right? This is not the same thing. They cannot just rug you. They are doing this in a very secure manner that still promotes and provides self-custody. They're not just loosely uploading your seed phrase to the internet. That would be stupid. This is the thing that I said, when I first read this, I obviously didn't know either, right? Just like everyone else who's screaming, but I just thought, why would they do that? that makes no sense. Their business would be zero. You know what I mean? Like they would ruin everything. Think for a second. It's a business. Why would they do that to their own company? They wouldn't. You got to be a bit rational here and not just lose your mind on something you read on Twitter once and go, let me think a little bit further here. Does that really make sense? But it's these Twitter echo chambers where people just like, they see one thing it's as easy as retweeting or, you know, typing it out with your fingers while you're maybe a little bit buzzed or something. And that stuff just goes and goes and goes. So anyway, that's sort of my final little take on that is Ledger's not doing anything that's just outrageous. If they were, I would also be, you know, up in arms because we need to protect ourselves from these custodial services. We just saw in last year how bad that is. This is not what Ledger's doing. So hopefully you will educate yourself and understand that there are risks It is not completely trustless. Both the custodial service, or not custodial service, sorry, but the backup service that they are providing and just using a ledger in general and then thus take that farther using every single wallet that is created by a company in general. Mm -hmm. There is some form of trust there. Okay. I didn't know that either. I know that now, but I'm okay with that part. I still self custody my assets. I understand what's going on here. That's okay. If it was like giving it to a company to just hold my assets, I'm not down with that. Fuck that. You know what I mean? Here's <laughs> a <laughs> <laughs> big difference. And it's it's hard. It's hard even for me. It's hard to understand those differences. They are small. They're hard to see. A lot of people don't even get self-custody. Every time I go to a conference and I start speak in self-custody, they're like, I don't know what that is. And I have to go back to the basis of even explaining what self-custody is. So
0: like, I get why this is very, very challenging, right? It's complicated stuff. The title of this episode is Most People Don't Give a Shit About Self-Custody. Right now, that is the case. And when we say most people, we don't mean most people in Web3. We don't even mean most people listening to this podcast. If you are listening to this podcast, you do give a shit about self-custody like us, maybe. right? Hope but, maybe. I hope you do. <laughs> if you're not in Web3, you don't give a shit about self-custody because like Kai said, you actually don't even understand self-custody. You don't even know what that means because you've never experienced it before in your life because our current system does not have that opportunity. It wasn't until blockchain that we had this opportunity. And just because you have learned about self custody and just because you understand it, doesn't mean that everyone else does. So take a deep breath, take the time to understand that if we're going to achieve adoption, we need to consider different user personas and we need to create adoption steps and adoption products and features that are right for everybody because as Kai said at the beginning, there's a spectrum and getting somebody 25% is better than getting them zero because you don't go to 100% off the bat. I've never seen that happen. Nothing in life works that way. I'm about to have a kid. My kid's not gonna all of a sudden start running. He's gotta crawl and walk first,
1: right? That's much better than the t-shirt example that (laughs) i will (laughs) give.
0: You're not having a kid, so.
1: (laughs) The The moral of the story is if it's not, just because it's not right for you, doesn't mean it's not right for others.
0: I'll let you wrap it up, Jay, go for it. I'm gonna wrap with take a deep breath and do your own research and make sure you understand before you scream and go to the battlefield and cause a ruckus and also as kai said understand other people's views as well and what other people need maybe what you need is not what everyone needs actually quick point that that i forgot we didn't mention in this service kai don't they insure 50 up to fifty thousand dollars? yeah they do i'm not sure the exact like policies around it But yeah, if you lose
1: 50,000 or anything below 50,000, you get it recovered. Well, most people aren't going to have over 50,000, especially, and again, this is why people understand there's a difference here. There is many more use cases to blockchain than what we're used to, than what there used to be five years ago or 10 years ago, right? Again, if you're playing a video game and you need to use a skin in there and you want to self custody that skin because whatever game might rug you, great. And then also now it's protected and insured by Ledger. Through their 50,000. So, like, that makes so much sense. Fuck, even if it was a custodial service, it makes sense. This is why you, as long as you're $250,000 or less in the US and you put your money in a bank, you're covered. Great. You know, they're doing this and giving you self custody. Pretty great.
0: Sounds like the perfect product. So, that's a good point. I forgot about that one. Yeah, I think that one of the big reasons why people either don't come into the space or leave the space is because of a lot of fear right? There's a lot of fear around, well, self-custody is difficult. And sure, there's a lot of benefits to it, but you could, if you fuck it up, you could lose it all, right? Well, as Kai said, for a lot of people, it's going to be less than 50,000 that they have, and now you're protected. We should be fucking celebrating that. That is huge that that is available now as a service. Great episode, Kai. Thanks thanks for all your thoughts as always. We want to know what you think about Ledger Recover. There's a question in the show. If you're listening to the podcast on Spotify, scroll down and let us know if you will use Ledger Recover, if you would recommend it. We're curious to hear your thoughts. If you want to take your thoughts even further, join us in our Discord where we'll be discussing and breaking down the podcast as we do every podcast. Otherwise, be well on the battlefield. (laughs) and be kind to each other because we're gonna make it together. We don't need to rip each other's head off along the way. Ledger, thanks for all you're doing. We respect and love you guys. Even though you might've had a little bit of a communication error, we still believe in you. Have a great week, everybody. Thank you for listening to Web3 Academy. We hope this helps
1: you along your Web3 journey. If it does, please share this episode and subscribe so you don't miss the next one. Nothing in this podcast was financial advice